Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G. I am an author, a teacher, and instructor. This show will explore, engage, and enlighten us on love, life, living, and everything in between. We will discover how to not just live, but be better and sustain a level of life that offers well-being for generations to come. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am your host, Danielle G. Yeah, that's me. I hope you are all in a good and warm place as we are experiencing snowstorms, not only in the Chicago area, but other parts of the country. So I'm glad that you are joining me today in this new year. 2024, and that you are more enlightened than you were last year. Because that's the goal, right? The goal of this show, each episode, is that you come away feeling, not just feeling enlightened, but actually being enlightened, right? Because feelings can carry us only so far. It is deciding to be something uh, different or better or highlighting those areas of yourself that you may not have sh uh, shined a light on before. So thank you for joining me. Uh, welcome to Enlightenment 101. This episode is in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Jr. I said Jr. Did you hear that? <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, holiday, which is coming up uh, this Monday, January 15th. This uh, episode is titled History. I wasn't sure if I was going to do this episode um, and actually put out a few feelers with with uh, some regular listeners. I put out a few different titles and said, which one strikes you? And they were like, well, what is this about? What is that about? Nope. Just tell me which one strikes you. So, um this one struck me. I just was not sure. But you know what? Everything falls into place. So here we are talking about history. Now, this will entail some, a snippet of our history, but certainly not all of it, right? I wouldn't have enough time to cover all of the history. But hopefully enough to encourage us, to enlighten us, and to offer us an opportunity to understand. Many people think that Martin Luther King Day is only about black people, but it is more about humanity. And that is really the larger message and the legacy of the prophet Martin Luther King Jr. And he was indeed a prophet. By definition, a prophet means one who is gifted with more than ordinary spiritual and moral insight. So I think that we really, we can all agree that he was truly, a, truly gifted and therefore, by definition, a prophet. Which is why we continue to celebrate his legacy 50 plus years later. He was only 39 years old when he was assassinated. 39. Just let that part sink in. I think he went to college, graduated with a master's degree somewhere in his teens. Um, just a truly gifted uh, individual. 
I think it's also important to note that Martin Luther King's autopsy stated that all, although he was only 39 years old, he had the heart of a 60-year-old. He was 39 years old when he was assassinated, but he had the heart of a 60-year-old. Let that sink in for a second. So let's get into the history. Some, as I, as I said, you may hear me repeat that, some of the history as it relates to our Black history, um, as it relates to the reference of, of what he fought for. So I want to play a little video or a snippet of, of, of something that speaks to how I want to approach this whole subject. We yes. turn our traumas into celebrations. You know, hush puppies was used to, to, for runaway slaves. And what do we do now? Dip them in our black eyed peas while we doing an electric slide, you know, on New Year's yes. Day. You know what yes. I'm saying? Eating our trauma. So you heard that was the voice, in case you didn't recognize her voice, that was the voice of Taraji P. Henson, who is an acclaimed actress who's been in several films. She is most recently in the musical, The Color Purple. Um, but you hear her talk about the trauma. And I think that is a part of the history that I, I want to um, reference. So we've been traumatized. It's meaning subject to lasting shock as a result of an emotionally disturbing experience or physical injury. That is it. That is it. That's the definition. Throughout this episode, I will reference the trauma, but I will not be graphic. Um, the goal is not to guilt, disturb, or re-traumatize, but to enlighten. That is the goal. So as I dug further into the definition of traumatize, it literally says the children were traumatized by separation from their families. That's the definition. That's not me. It says the children were traumatized by separation from their families. Woo. As I went deeper into this episode, I went deeper. Let's unpack some of this as it relates to black people or African-Americans, however you uh, are comfortable with. Um, even the name, that the, how it has evolved is a history lesson in itself. But I won't go there. I'm just going to keep it very simple as we come upon uh, MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. My last episode was Freedom. This episode will deal with and take a look at why freedom is a novice for a lot of black people. I want to say that although I am depicting some of black history, it is necessary that we all understand to have and build human connections. I think sometimes when we talk about history, Black history or any other history, whether it's uh, black history, uh, Jewish history, sometimes I think we get stuck in the dynamic and we never come out in order so that we connect on a human level. 
my intention is to enlighten us to a point where we are connecting on a human level. Because sometimes you lose listeners and they think, oh, this is about this, this is about that. No, let me be clear. This is about the human connection. Every one of my episodes, every everything you hear is about connecting on a human and spiritual level. The human race is the only race that matters to our creator. So although I am in this world as a black woman, I am of the creator, the master of it all. Hence the phrase and the title or that we hear often that says, I am in this world, but not of it. So I just wanted to be clear with that. Historically, we have all heard about slavery, but not many of us today know about slavery. It's grotesque demonstration of dehumanization. Today, we see movies and books that reflect what those times were like, but we don't know what it was like up close and personally. That's why it's, it's history. According to the history books and the 13th Amendment, Amendment, slavery ended in 1865 and became a part of the Constitution. Let's not gloss over that because there's still a lot to reconcile. In order for us to even begin to understand what this means, we must first acknowledge its impact. We, yes, we cannot change what we first or won't or don't acknowledge. Acknowledgement is powerful. What do I mean by this? How many of you know people who are a part of the ism family? (laughs) The ism family. Racism, egoism, sexism, but will not acknowledge any of it. If you've ever had a family member or a friend struggle with any type of addiction, including alcoholism, nothing changes until they first acknowledge there's a problem. Houston, we have a problem here, right? You can talk and pray and hope and repeat, but until there is acknowledgement, change is a wish. It's not going to happen. There, of course, are more isms, but I think we get the picture. I just wanted to paint the picture as I bring us back to the subject matter. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. This subject or this uh, episode is about history. Back in those times of Martin Luther King Jr., we actually fought for rights. We walked and protested we didn't just talk about it. We walked it. We, we were a part, a part of it. It was a movement. Now we have more rights and privileges and we talk more. <laughs> right? I'm talking right now. That's what we do. We talk. We talk about it. And there is a place for talking about it. Absolutely. Uh, But I think that we do now more talking than we do walking it. I might add that Martin Luther King Jr. preached nonviolence, and I believe in that. I believe in peace. Um, 
although we know there were violence at some of these protests, it was organized peacefully. We know that a lot of the violence came from the other side. And this is just a part of history. This isn't something that I'm telling you for any other reason than for historical uh, content and context. Slavery was birthed from racism, hate, but more deeply from fear and a belief that if I'm free, you cannot be. Ignorance at its worst. Where there is lack of wisdom, wickedness often resides and evil become, becomes its home. So as I write these lyrics, the songs that play in my heart, I realize that something while on my freedom trip this past December, I realized that it's never about the other person, group, culture, or race. What I'm saying is, yes, that person, that race, that culture did you wrong. Yes, racism is and was atrocious. And the reason I say is and was is because we still live with racism. It has not been eradicated. I won't get into the argument of reparations uh, because that I believe that is a winding and unending battle. And it's going down a rabbit hole, which we never seem to come out of. It's all important, but I only have a certain amount of time, which is why I said I'm going to focus on a certain piece of it and share some of the history. I'd rather point out the repercussions and the trauma. You see, what happened during slavery was a separation of families. Separation is not even close to the right word. It was a ripping apart of families. But for the sake of definition, I will offer it as reference again, where in the beginning we said that the definition was the children were traumatized by separation from their families. I, I want us to, to, to really feel that. See, I also believe that there is a strong lack of empathy in our society, in our country right now. I also think there's a numbness because we've seen so much trauma. We've witnessed so much trauma. We are seeing still so much trauma. We're being bombarded with technology, and there are some huge pros to technology. We're being introduced to AI, but we're losing sight of EI. And what I mean by that, the AI is artificial intelligence. is really where machines are being built to act and behave like humans. But they're not. They're machines. And in doing so, we are losing emotional intelligence. So getting back to this episode about history, there was no establishment of honor, respect, not even love. There was faith and hope. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Our ancestors represented real faith. They believed, they truly believed in what they did not or could not see. That's faith. This is the faith inherited upon Martin Luther King Jr. and his followers. 
he believed in what we are experiencing today. It is not the disappearance of racism, but the evolution of civil rights. And you notice he fought for civil rights. We often package it and say he fought for the rights of black people. Yes, he did. He and all of his followers. And uh, But civil rights applies to the human race. It just so happened that we were the race of people that needed it the most were in dire need. How do I put this into context? As I said, you know, I'm doing my best to offer this this segment of history to enlighten us, and I hope and pray that I do it justice. But let me just fast forward a little bit as I go back and forth in history and time. I am an educator, a professor at a predominantly white institution. I am the answer to our ancestors' prayers, and many of us are. Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream that one day we would be judged by the content of our character and not the color of our skin. He said, I have a dream. Isn't that what faith is rooted in? It's our dream of being and doing things that are in our dreams and having faith in the hope and the love that blesses it, the love from our creators. Would Martin Luther King Jr. be pleased? We don't know. But we do know that his dream, as he spoke, did come to light. We do have black children and white children and Hispanic children and Asian children and Chinese children that play together. We do have occasions where we are judged based on based on the content of our character and not the color of our skin. Yes, we still have racism. Yes, but we also have some victories. He said, I have a dream today. I think that's why he had a heart of a 60-year-old, because he carried so much. He carried that in his heart, in his blood. And that's where I'm talking about the trauma that we inherited, that we carry in our DNA, in our bloodline. Their faith was bigger than their circumstances, bigger than being poor and beaten and tired and enslaved. The promises that they held on to, the faith that was held on to by our ancestors is what sustained them. As I said, the trauma that's in our bloodline is why I'm here today. We are a culture that begins with separation. My mother used to say something to me that I didn't really understand. She said some people were raised and other people just grew up. I didn't understand that. I'm like, what is she talking about? Another one of her isms, <laughs> her, her sayings, right? Look at us. Look at us. 
we weren't raised or even allowed to grow up historically. We were kept down, let alone raised up, but expected to behave as if we were raised up and not kept down. But God. Some of us will catch that. Other, others will have to catch up. <laughs> right? Now, let me say something before I continue this history lesson. I'm not offering excuses for abandonment, bad behavior, bad character. What I'm doing is offering reasons that reflect trauma and gives cause and effects from a historical point of view. I hope that you guys get that because I don't want to misinform or um, have this message misread as making excuses for segments or populations of not just the black race, but any race as to uh, or making excuses as to why some people are the way they are. Uh, some people not taking care of their families because we were separated. No, that is not what I'm saying. I repeat, that is not what I'm, I am saying. I am giving reference to history in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. holiday that is upon us. Hope that's clear. So during these times, the man was not allowed to be head of household. The woman was not allowed to be soft or feminine or in today's terms, live a soft life. You, we cannot move forward or be free from trauma if you don't first acknowledge it. We are not sparing our children when we don't explain our history to them. We are doing them a huge disservice when we shield them from their understanding and acknowledging the roots that now bears them the fruits that we enjoy today. It was the fruits of their labor that gave us the lifestyles we enjoy today. The Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. It's not literal, but historical. And if we wonder why some of our offspring feel entitled, it's because that history is absent from their knowledge. And knowledge is truly powerful. Knowledge is powerful. Why do you think that so often in this historical content, we were kept from knowing anything, from reading, from knowing directions? I remember as a family with my family and sibling, my big, I call him my big little brother <laughs> because we're about a year and three months apart. I'm, I'm the oldest. It was a requirement that we watch Roots. We watched it, talk about it. But as I look back, I remember my mother being very bothered by it. And still to this day, she will not watch any of the slave movies, like 12 Years a Slave, none of it. Being raised in the South, picking cotton from sunup to sundown was all too close and familiar for her. She was closer to it than many of us in this generation and then our children and their children. So we become a little less closer to it, which makes even the knowledge of uh, even more important. There can be no healing without releasing of the trauma. We carry it in our souls, in our spirits, in our mindsets. We cannot be free without first acknowledging the trauma from the bloodline, the lineage of suffering, pain, and ripping apart of our families. We were taught how to separate, not how to stay, 
how to build, how to love, how to honor, and how to cherish. That's why we have weddings and not marriages. A lot of people get married. They don't stay married. Marriage is a solemn covenant with God. When you don't begin with that, and when you don't release yourself from certain traumas, or it's been divorced from that, divorce will follow. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole concept of marriage. That's actually another episode. I actually have that written out, too. (laughs) I don't know when I'm going to do that one. Yes, we've had many successes, successes. We've had many successes since slavery, monumental, if you will, due to the sacrifices of many civil rights leaders, including MLK Jr. He was sent to usher us into times that made the idea of having a black president possible, not, uh, not only possible, but a reality. We have laws and rights and privileges that offers and affords us not only the opportunity of ownership, something, again, our ancestors only dreamed of. We must seize every opportunity as if our lives depended on it. Because it does. The lives and the futures of generations to come depend on us using our platforms to engage, to enlighten, to encourage. I'm going to be honest, and I'm going off my script just a little bit. I'm actually appalled. I'm appalled. I'm disappointed. I'm even hurt sometimes at the way that we use our platforms. We talk about everything except anything that matters. We talk about celebrities, who's married to who, who got divorced. Uh, Recently, we just had over 50 million views of a comedian, a well-known comedian, who basically spent his whole time on uh, somebody's couch. I'm not going to mention names because I'm not promoting it. But he spent his whole time basically tearing down other comedians and uh, basically showing his trauma that was unhealed. I said, once I saw it, I've seen enough. I've heard enough. And he was on the wrong couch. (laughs) He needed to be on a therapist's couch because he had a lot of releasing to do. But I'm disappointed because where we can be spending time talking about things that actually move us forward, we're spending it gossip-mongering, gossiping. There was a time when knowing how to read for a black person was seen as a threat, a crime, almost a crime even, because reading is what? Reading is knowledge, and knowledge is power. The goal was to keep us disempowered. But now we're here. The trauma that was dealt is evident. What do I mean? The other day, there was a post linked on um, on LinkedIn, I'm sorry, that spoke about how other races are afraid of the successful black person. But sometimes it's us holding us back. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's that was uh, the the gist of the article. But my comment was, which I don't comment often, but my comment was. Uh, There's so much to unpack here because there always is. There always is. It's never just black and white. There's a lot of gray. 
But the two points that I chose to make was, one, we have to normalize being one of the ones and not the only one. So many times we get to a point uh, professionally or personally and we're not reaching back to offer a hand up. We're happy being that token. Why? A lot of variables. But I'm going to go back to the original definition. Separate. We've been taught how to be separate from the ripping and the tearing of the family. So we have to learn how to be collaborative, how to connect, how to help. We have to get rid of the C word competition and understand the wholeness of the other word collaboration. You have to work on yourself and identify and acknowledge the separatism. Is that the only answer? No, of course not. But it is certainly one of them. Many, but not all black people are afraid of water. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it 100. <laughs> we have, um, we offer many antidotes for this reasoning. Our hair, not learning how to swim. But let's talk about that. Historically, we didn't learn how to swim. We learned how to sink. It's much deeper than we portray, literally and historically. Without painting the picture, I offer you the opportunity to do some studying. As I said in the beginning of this episode, this would be some of the history, not all of it. This is just a small snippet. Now, yeah, do we want to get our hair mussed up? Of course not. But I, 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 beg, I beg to offer that there are other underlying reasons and issues. Because if you think about it, we have parents who had parents who had parents that made us fearful of water. Why? Because they had seen and they knew and they were close to why we were afraid of water. Again, I'm not going to get graphic, I'm gonna, but a lot of you know what I'm referencing. For I will not further the trauma, only educate and enlighten. One of the first things I did was made sure my son learned how to swim. He would not carry that DNA. I call it do not attempt. <laughs> he would not carry that in his mindset. He would be free of this condemnation. He got so good at swimming that he was jumping off of cliffs and international waters and everything. Scared the crap out of me a lot of times. <laughs> but that's that's what we have to first do is acknowledge the trauma so we can change things. Many times around this time of the year, we look into changing our eating habits. Some of us have began eating foods and meats or chicken, etc., with no hormones or steroids. Um, and there's some research that states if animals are stressed at the time uh, of their slaughtering and who wouldn't be, and we consume that food, we too consume the stress from the food. So we carry that. That's what I'm saying. If it's in our DNA, in our bloodline, the trauma, and we haven't broken that, then we're still carrying it. Our children are freer than we are because our parents raised us and their parents raised them. So on some cases, not all, the trappings of trauma continued and continue until we decide to break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, yeah. To break every chain, 
which is ironic because although we're not in chains anymore, the chains are still present in our mindset. That's why the old spiritual says, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Y'all thought y'all was getting away with it. <laughs> You're like, oh, she didn't sing. But the song was, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus because our ancestors knew that without any of this mindset training, that my mind is where the real chain breaking happens in my mind. Praying without ceasing was their mantra and must be ours as well to navigate the terrain of today's ecosystem of racism. And I'm not saying that you pray and do nothing because faith without works is dead. Martin Luther King Jr. prayed without ceasing, but he also marched. He also walked. He also fought. He also organized. He held on to his faith. There's a song by Mariah Carey's, and I love this song. It's an upbeat song. She talks about you held on to your faith, and if you believe, you can make it happen. There's more, but I want you to chew on this for a while. I hope that I have enlightened you. I hope that I've said something to grab a hold of you. I hope that I've said something to inspire you. I hope that that the listeners that we have that are... Um, because I have listeners, oh, I meant to tell you guys in the beginning, but I can tell you it's not too late. I have grown globally and internationally. I don't know how, but I'm grateful. <laughs> I have people listening. Um, gosh, I got to pull it up. But it's like 10 countries now, like South Africa, Israel, just places. I'm just like, I don't know how it's getting there, but I'm thankful. I'm grateful. So there's a quote um, that I want to leave you with. Uh, it's called Know Your History, Break the Chain, and Live Freely. Know your history, break the chain, and live freely. I hope I've said something, and I hope that you are enlightened today. I hope you celebrate the essence of who Martin Luther King Jr. was, which was all about service, as I end this show, Enlightenment 101. Or not the show, but the episode in sharing a little bit of our history. I thank you so, so much. I look forward to, and this was my service to you, to us. So um, I look forward to uh, next time. All right now. <laughs>